0: Hello, hello, and welcome to another incredible episode of the Mindful Babes podcast. I am super excited for today's guest, today's topic. I have the incredible Kendra Allen, aka your breakup bestie on the podcast. We're going to be talking about all things, how to let go, how to finally release, how to finally get over your ex. Kendra is a breakup expert. She is the absolute person you want in your corner when you're going through heartbreak, when you're wanting to heal, when you're wanting to get over someone, whether it be a situationship, whether it be someone you were in a relationship with. When I found her account, when I first started talking to her, my first thought was, where was she when I was going through a breakup? And I'm just so in awe of what you do, Kendra, the community you've built, the value you share with women. So excited to have you on today. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. That was such a sweet intro. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And it's just, it's been so great getting to know you and we have so many parallels we're learning and our messaging and um, I'm so excited to dive in. So, I would love, Kendra, if you could share your story. You know, I'm sure you didn't, when you were a little girl, think that you would be a, you know, breakup expert, a breakup bestie for women going through painful, you know, heartbreak and experiences in their life. So, I would love to hear your story, your journey to become your breakup bestie. Yeah, absolutely. And
1: I think, I first wanted to touch on that. I feel the exact same way when I first heard you give a talk. I just thought like, oh my gosh, this is so, you know, even though we're dealing with different phases of relationships, it's so in line. And I think I'll touch on this a little bit in my story, but there's not a lot of people out there that are, you know, doing the, like, coaching people in the work in this in the way that you and I do. So I'm so excited too that we connected and I get to do this with you. But you are also absolutely right that I never, ever thought that I would be a breakup coach. And I'm sure, you know, if you asked my parents when I was like 21, if they ever thought I would be any kind of expert in the relationship world, they would have thought you were crazy. But, <laughs> you know, my story started, you know, from a younger age, I didn't really have, I never really had relationships in high school aside from, you know, kind of one month here, one month there. Um, And then unfortunately, when I was in high school, I went through a sexual assault, which really kind of changed the trajectory of my path, which I didn't realize until probably over 10 years later. Um, And so that really you know, squashed self-esteem, squashed, you know, self-worth. And I felt a lot of shame around the incident. And um, then when I was 18, I got into a relationship with someone who was narcissistic, very emotionally, verbally abusive. um, And I was in that relationship for three years. So that was really like the first taste I had of what a relationship looked like. Mm -hmm. And um, then getting out of that, I did not heal from that relationship ending. I never, you know, I didn't touch any of the emotions that came with it. I never dealt with, you know, the PTSD and the anxiety and that, you know, feeling of constantly walking on eggshells around someone. And I really just chose to deal with it through, I call them numbing activities, Mm -hmm. through drinking through, you know, dating a ton and, you know, hookups and all these things. It's like, I just never chose to really deal with that part of me. Mm -hmm. Um, And then another part of my story is I am in recovery from drug addiction and alcoholism. And that happened when I was, you know, 20, almost 22. So while so much of my life got better after Mm -hmm. that, I remember, think, you know, I even remember my dad saying like, oh, maybe now that you're sober, you'll be able to, you know, like get into a healthy relationship. And I totally thought the same thing. However, my first three relationships in sobriety ended because the the guy was emotionally unavailable. And I kept, mm-hmm. I kind of just kept finding myself in like this exact same spot. And I finally got broken up with um, when I was 24 and it was like, you know, that breakup to end all breakups, it was like, I felt the pain. It was like my first serious breakup sober. So I couldn't turn to those same kind of numbing activities. And I remember thinking like, I wish there was like a system that would help me get through this breakup. And I just had reached this rock bottom of like, I know I need to heal. I know I need to change. Um, I'm in this much pain, so I'm going to take advantage of that. And I use so many of the same tools that were presented to me when I got sober. Um, And I really just decided to use this breakup as a way to find out how to heal. So I literally like was so desperate, I would call women – that I had met once or twice who I knew had been through a divorce and I said can I get coffee with you like I just want to mm. talk to you and and get some insight as to like How do I do this and I was so willing at that point where if someone told me to read a book I would read a book if someone told me to do some writing assignment. I would do the writing assignment Um, and it was the first breakup where I utilized a support system. So really I just was coached by dozens of people on how to get through a breakup and Once I got to the other side of that, I started having people come to me because I was really open about my breakup. And so when people saw that I was different and I had healed, they started coming to me and asking like, can you help me through my breakup? And I loved, I just loved doing that. And I loved, you know, being able to talk to other people about it. And that led me to the internet. And I started looking at, you know, what kind of breakup resources are there? And, you know, if you look up breakup, at one point, like the first five results were how to get your ex back. You know, it was like a lot of this, like very gimmicky, like let's focus on changing the other person. And so I thought, okay, there's, there's something, there's something out there. And, you know, then 2017, the year I got engaged, I was going through this career change. I wasn't happy. And um, my now husband asked like, what do you really like to do? And I thought, I love helping people with breakups, you know? Mm. And so I started an Instagram account and I didn't know what I was doing. So I didn't even tell anyone it was my breakup account. I just posted quotes, you know, and then that turned into a blog and then the course and the podcast and it's kind of really evolved from there. But it really, you know, just stemmed from, like you said, it's like I wanted to be the person that could help myself five years ago. Like I've made it for something that I really needed at one point. Oh my
0: gosh. That is such a beautiful story. I'm so happy you really elaborated and shared. And you know, it's just, I love that you got to that point where you were just so fed up, it sounds like, and you were just so like willing to change. And I feel like that is where transformation really happens when you're at that place where you're like, I can't get any lower. Like it's, it can't get any worse from here. Like what do I need to do? And it's like when you open yourself up to be shown the way, I love that you, you know, we get coffee with women who had gone through a divorce, right? And like do these assignments and our, uh, once again, our stories are so similar. I feel like, you know, with dating, it's like the dating piece is really important. Just like healing from a breakup is really important. And there are a lot of gimmicks of get him back, how to make him want you and, you just like I can totally relate to you where you're you're like, this what, isn't what I needed to hear when I was healing. So I want to create that so women have that safe space. And your profile is so beautiful. You share so many amazing videos and like tips and just so much value there. I'm just so in awe of what you've created. Oh, Thank amazing. you. And I was even
1: thinking, you know, looking at your casual to committed academy, it's like, you're not, te- I remember like the first thing that stood out, it's like, she's not teaching you how to get a guy to go from casual to committed. Mm-hmm. She's teaching the woman how to attract, not go for someone who is casual, but committed. it's like, we're not going to change right. the other person. And, you know, a message that I always try to give with people going through breakups, it's like, there are so few opportunities that we get in our lives that allow us to really like be in a lot of pain in order to take those actions. Because I know for me that pretty, like I'm not typically someone, most of us aren't where it's like, oh, I'm happy. I'm going to make all these changes. It's like, no, we typically make these changes like out of extreme discomfort and extreme pain. So we, you know, we get maybe a handful of those kind of opportunities in our lives. And it's like, You can, you can choose to see a breakup like that. That's not to say that it's not painful and it's not going to be really hard, but I always just tell people like, if you can keep that in the back of your mind, like this is a really beautiful opportunity. And at some point in the future, you will see that. I think that adds a lot of comfort and gives, you know, can put people at ease
0: totally that's so beautiful it is a i love that you say it's a great opportunity it truly is so i would love to hear your perspective because there's so many women out there who are still thinking about their ex i know for me i thought about him for 3 years after we broke up and i would put energy into like you know, before I'd really worked on myself, I wanted bad things to happen to him or I would, you know, check on his profile. Is he dating someone else? And I believe that that truly did keep me stuck and actually keep me further away from what I wanted, which is, you know, a committed, amazing relationship. So what what are some things that you really see keeping women from healing from their ex, getting over their ex, or even someone they were in a situ- situation with?
1: Yeah that's a great question. And I think the first thing is to remember that like up to a certain extent, like it's completely normal to still think about an ex. Like Mm -hmm. I've been married for two years. I've been with my husband for a long time. Like I still have thoughts pop up about about exes. I still sometimes have dreams about exes. Mm -hmm. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're meant to be with your ex. I think a lot of times the mistake I see women make is they believe that because they miss their ex, that it means like that's their person. And I remember specifically a woman I was working with, she told me that she's so uncomfortable without her ex that it must mean that she is supposed to be with them, which is absolutely not true. It's just, you know, when we go through a breakup, like when we're in a relationship, our heart knows it, our brain knows it, like we're conditioned to be with that person and then breakups are so traumatic and they're so sudden that it takes a while for our brain to catch up, our heart to catch up. So like we're going to be uncomfortable, you know, mentally, emotionally, even physiologically after a breakup. So it's just important to remember that like just because you're having those feelings doesn't mean it's you're meant to be with that person. And then I think in terms of other things that I see that prevent people from actually being able to let go of their ex is like one is a, is the contact thing for sure is like Mm. keeping in contact with their ex. I have people ask all the time. It's like, do you think that I can never be friends with your ex? And I know you are also not a fan of the word never. It's like, I don't know, maybe someday down the, like down the line, you will be friends with them. However, in the beginning, like I just truly don't think it serves either person in a breakup to continue to have contact with them. And the contact might be because they, um, you know, they might think like, oh, I don't want to lose them completely. We were such good friends in our relationship. But at the end of the day, once you cross that line from friendship to like romantic partnership, it's really, really hard to like cross that line back over again. Right. Go back. back. So sometimes people, you know, I found myself in that. I went through a breakup and I stayed. The guy said, I still want to be friends and I didn't want to lose him. So I stayed friends with him for eight months afterwards. And every time I saw him, I would cry immediately after leaving because I still had feelings for him and I wasn't giving myself the opportunity to let go. So I finally had to say like, I still have feelings for you and I I can't be friends with you. So sometimes we like, don't recognize our feelings. And we think like, I should be able to be friends with them. You know, they want to be friends with me. Why can't I do it? And that leads to like really, really prolonging the, the breakup pain. And, and then I think the last thing, and you kind of touched on it, was like the forgiveness. I think a lot mm-hmm. of times we don't forgive our ex and even bigger, we don't forgive ourselves for the relationship, for the breakup. And I truly believe that resentment is like a really powerful energy tie. Yeah. Even if it's negative, it's still creating this very strong energetic tie to the person. So not being able to let that stuff go is a big reason why people aren't able to let go of the of an ex.
0: Oh my gosh. To- wow. Like everything you just said, I'm like, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Makes so much sense. And I'm sure this is resonating for the woman listening right now who, you know, still it, and that's, I love what you said about, you know, it's okay to have thoughts about your ex. It's normal. It's about, I think the distinction is like the, almost like, like the resentful energy, you know, staying in contact, all that. It's so important. And what would you recommend for a woman who maybe she was involved with the guy and maybe they had like, Hooked up a few times, or they've been on a few dates and it fizzled out, or you know whatnot, and it was like a mutual friend who she still sees, or she knows she's going to see him at a wedding in a few months. What would you recommend for for that woman to heal?
1: Yeah, no, that's a great question, and I think one thing to really keep in mind is um, to really look at like even if it wasn't a strong or like long term relationship what kind of feelings did you have for this person because even if it was short you still may have crossed that boundary into like relationship feelings you know so just because they were a friend before and it was a short thing that's okay that it's it's hard to be around them like don't let your ego tell you that i should be able to see him without feeling sad and when it comes to mutual friends what i recommend for people is it's okay to miss a birthday party like if you're gonna see your ex at a birthday party, it's okay to reach out to the person whose birthday it is and say, Hey, I'm just not comfortable seeing them right now. Can I take you to breakfast, you know, next weekend or something? It's our ego can be really destructive when it comes to breakups. It, we think like, oh, I want to show them that I'm not upset. I want to show them that I'm not that hurt. So we put ourselves in these situations. When it comes to things like a wedding, which I, you know, I've had to deal with that in the past, it's like, You go, you know, you really work on like, you go with a girlfriend that you like, you know, feel super close with. And like, you just really work on like owning yourself and going into it. And what I have done in the past is like, when I get to the wedding, I walk straight up to them, I say hello. And then I just like, so I break the ice and it's not that like tense thing the whole time. And then you just let it go. And, you know, you don't dance next to them on the dance floor. It's like, you can create these little like, Spaces where you don't have to like be right there the whole time. Wow.
0: So powerful, and like, I love that too. I think, too, like, what's really powerful is deciding what the outcome you want it to be. And I love that you just would go straight up to them, like, put yourself out of your misery because it's like you get to enjoy yourself at this wedding and not the whole time wonder, Is he looking at me? Is he going to talk to me? Like, that is such an act of self love, and that there's always a way we get so scared. There's that people pleasing side to each of us, we don't want to upset people, and it's like the the true self-love comes from you saying, like, you know what? I don't think this situation is gonna honor me. It's not gonna serve me to see this person at brunch. So, you know, what would feel better? You know, what's a way that I can maintain my friendship with the host and still be comfortable? So I really love that. Yeah. And, I think, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I think breakups
1: are breakups are the way I learned how to be selfish in a loving way because it's mm. like I couldn't I physically could not afford to take on anyone else's energy except my own because I had so much that I was working through. So it was a great learning opportunity for me to like, it's okay to put myself first. It's okay to disappoint a friend by not showing up to something. And it's okay to like, if I'm not comfortable in a conversation, like I can step out and say, you know, it's that all that stuff is okay. And then that's translated to other areas of my life too.
0: Yeah. I love that. That's so powerful. And What I saw was uh, like, it was, uh, it caught my eye. I think it was like a week ago. Maybe you made a video about, maybe longer. You made a video about every woman's worst fear which is him dating someone else, him moving on. And, you know, I've had many women tell me like, you know, they were kind of like back and forth with someone where it was never defined. He said he didn't want a commitment. And then he turns around and actually gets into a commitment with another woman. So I would love to hear your thoughts on that, you know, what to do when he moves on, how to handle it, what your best advice is around that. Yeah,
1: no, it's, it's something that I love talking about because that that absolutely was my biggest fear, especially when relationships ended because they said they didn't want to get married. And I think like, I don't know how I will handle it if I see that they get married. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that I always start off that stuff by saying is like, the best thing to do is to put yourself in a position where you're not going to have that kind of news in your face. So that's why not being connected on social media, setting pretty firm boundaries with friends, and saying like, "Hey, if you find out that my ex is with someone new, like, I, please don't tell me." You know, it's like, yeah. yes, it's you know, hiding from something that's going on, but in the beginning, like, we really, I'm so big on protecting your energy in a relation, in a breakup, and really like keeping yourself as safe and protected as possible. So that's always like the first thing I start off by saying, but inevitably like we find that kind of stuff out. So the way that I thought about it with like, if someone who said they didn't want to get married ends up getting married to someone else or ends up committing to someone else, it's like, I looked at it as a way of like, I can take that actually as a compliment because my level of commitment, like I require, you know, it's like Maybe my level of commitment was I required more than someone else and someone else could just be like a best friend or like a buddy. You know, it's like we just never know Mm -hmm. what it is. But the biggest thing is it's like it's not us. It's, you know, there wasn't anything wrong with us. It was either a compatibility issue or it was like we just never know what's going Mm -hmm. on in the other person's mind. And one of the biggest mistakes I see people make in this is because they try to figure out the intention of their ex. They try to, like, get inside their mind and try to figure out what's the reason? Why are they with someone new? And then because we don't have those answers, we fill them in with negative beliefs, like, Mm. she's prettier, she's skinnier, she's more successful. Like, if only I had done this, if only I had done that. When, at the end of the day, it's like it just means it wasn't meant to work out between you guys, and it has it really just doesn't reflect on anything with your character or your looks or you know your level of success um, so the big you know not comparing yourself to the new person and just remembering that like your person is out there and it just wasn't with them, and that's that's completely okay um so yeah, so just it's a lot of it is just shifting. Perspective and remembering that it's not about you and also like the tough love truth truth of like what your ex does after a breakup Isn't really your business Which you know, that's like hard to say and in the age of social media like we make everything our, everyone else's business <laughs> but At the end of the day, it's just not it's really not your business And so the reason like we get so worked up is because we make it our business
0: Wow Yeah and I love what you said about how we don't have those answers. So when you spend that energy being like, why did he move on? What does he see in her? What, you know, and then we obsess about her, the, the girl I've done this many times. And like you said, we end up making up stories and fill in our minds like, oh, it's because she's skinnier, she's prettier, she's younger. And we make up stories. And at the end of the day, what we forget is that he wasn't he wasn't compatible with you because you two didn't want the same things or there were things in the relationship where you weren't fulfilled you weren't satisfied your needs weren't being met you had needs that weren't getting met and just because he was the one to maybe end it or he was the one to move on faster that doesn't mean that there was something wrong with you exactly to your point we get to look at it and be like wait there were things that i wasn't satisfied with yeah what is what is your view on that with you know because And I would love to hear your perspective with like kind of different phases of breakups. There's like the phase where you're, you know, romanticizing everything and you're like, you know, missing that shirt he used to wear and you're missing all the things you used to do. And then there's also times where you're really angry and you like want him to lose his legs, like in a wakeboarding accident. And that would like make your life to hear that. Like, what do you find with the Like, how does that happen where we go from anger and then to that romanticizing and the longing for what was in the past? Yeah,
1: I think, you know, you know, if we look at like the five stages of grief, like I don't necessarily think breakups follow that in a line. I think like we're going to feel that whole range. But I think the most important thing is it's so important to feel all of it. It's so important. And I talk about this a lot with anger. As, you know, in my family growing up, like I was really taught to not be angry. Like I was taught that you cut people slack. You like try to see it from the other person's point of view. Um, So I didn't think anger was something that I should feel. It felt like a very bad emotion. So what happened is like anger doesn't just poof. Like it doesn't just disappear. It Like it. if we don't let ourselves feel it, it gets suppressed and comes out sideways. And I use the example of like that toxic ex that I was with a year afterward, I was cleaning out some of his stuff and I found a picture of him with this girl. I thought maybe he was cheating on with me during it. And I like, went Hulk and I like smashed some of his paintings. I like tore up his clothes and I was like, okay, this is all that anger. It's like, this is like a new thing. So anger is really important. And I actually recommend like people journal about their anger, like be like, Hey, F you, like get that stuff out. Like you don't want that sitting there. It's totally healthy to feel. Uh, But the biggest thing is just like feeling the feelings and not, shooting yourself out of feeling. So like, you know, with me, it's, I've had relationships where it seemed great, but I was still angry. And I was like, what do I have to be angry about? But it's like, no, I'm, I'm feeling anger. So I'm angry and that's okay. Um, But not thinking like, okay, well, why? it's either like, why do I want them back when they cheated on me? Or why am I angry when they seemed like a great guy? So not, you know, questioning those kind of feelings, like really honoring whatever comes up. And I always tell people like, the sooner you allow yourself to feel it, the sooner it's going to pass through you. The Mm. more you like try to ignore them and act as if and all this other kind of dodging and numbing from your feelings. Bypassing, yeah. Bypassing them exactly. So I wish I could tell people like what, you know, I always tell people like, I wish I could tell you how long it would take to get over your ex, but it's so different for everyone. Um, I wish I could tell you like what the learning thing is going to be, but for some people it's like, they feel great after two months. And then in six months they get like this random thing where they feel angry at their ex all of a sudden. It's like, whatever it, you're experiencing, it's, it's just normal. Um, but I think the biggest thing is like honoring those feelings and allowing them to exist and having an outlet for them. Um, I know you are as big of a fan of me as journals. So I talk about journaling constantly, but yes. I really think it should be someone's best friend going through a breakup.
0: Oh my gosh. I love that. And I like that you said that anger is important. To feel, and also about not shitting yourself. I've, you know, I hear from a lot of my my clients like, oh, I should be over him by now. I shouldn't be thinking of him. And I love what you said about just releasing that. And there's no solid timeline. I think there's also an opportunity to recognize, you know, how am I making this harder for myself to get over? Like, what am I doing? And that's where they can really look back and be like, oh well, why am I still letting him follow me on Instagram? And then I see him watching my stories and then, you know, it ends up leaking this energy and I start thinking of him or why am I letting myself creep on his new girlfriend? Or why am I asking people if they've seen him lately, how am I making this harder for myself? And I totally believe in energy leaks. So like, leaking your energy. It's like, okay, well, when you do see him or when you do, you know, allow a friend to tell you information about him, what happens to your energy after? Do you just shake it off or do you find yourself thinking of him for two hours and you lose your appetite? Like, I really think we can make things a lot easier on ourselves to speed up and expedite the process.
1: Yes. And I have a lot of women that come to me and say, you know maybe it's been a year and i'm still not over them why is that and that's some of the thing like that's one of the big things i look at i love the term energy leaks i'm i talk about energy stuff all the time because going through something cuz i i truly believe a breakup is a traumatic experience it was something that was taken from you so suddenly it was your whole life and then it's gone so Going through that is um, you're already emotionally exhausted just from having to feel all the feelings and go through all this stuff. Like you're already pretty exhausted. So we need to hang on to every little bit of energy that we can. And contacting our ex is a huge energy drain. Um, Looking at, I call it playing investigator. So, you know, that can be social media, that can be asking friends, but putting yourself in that investigator role is a huge energy drain. And then too, going back to like fighting your feelings, that's also very draining instead of just like, let yourself cry. there's I can't tell you how many times like I've actually felt energized from having a really good cry because I was just carrying all this extra weight around with me. And so if I'm able to just like let that stuff go and cry it out, it's so much, um, it's so freeing. And then I think the other thing that goes along with that is we also really want to hang on to our power. So when we go through a breakup, we feel incredibly powerless because something was taken from us without our knowledge, without our control. So we just feel very powerless in the situation. So maintaining our power by, you know, like when someone sends a text to their ex, I tell them like, along with that text, your power's going there because you're basically at the mercy of their reply. Mm. If they ignore you, you're going to be devastated. If they say something super short, they're, you're going to be devastated. It's like you're literally giving your power to the other person instead of holding, it on, holding on to it where you need it. Um, that can be another big reason why people, you know, prolong their breakup experience.
0: Wow. That's, yeah. I like that you said prolonging the breakup experience because that too, definitely can happen. And that leads me to a question that I feel like a lot of women would love to hear your input on. Do you believe in closure? Do you believe that women need to get closure to move on? Do you believe that it's dependent upon a conversation with their ex for them to finally, you know, get that closure to move on? I'm sure a lot of women have come to you with this. I would love to hear your thoughts.
1: Yeah, I love talking about closure because I believe that you're the only person that can give yourself closure. Um, Anytime that you are – I firmly believe that for the most part when a woman goes to her ex and says, I need closure, they don't – that's not what they're actually seeking. What they're actually seeking is they actually want like a – bullet point list of all the reasons their ex broke up with them. So then they can change that and try to convince themselves back into the relationship. That's true. Like, I don't think most of us go to our ex for closure so we can learn and grow and like improve in future relationships. That's just, you know, not what we typically do. Um, I think that idea of closure keeps women hanging on to their ex for a very long time. Speaking of prolonging a breakup, that is a huge way someone prolongs their breakup. I call it the quest for closure. It's like we continue to initiate these conversations or try to get attention from our ex so we can get closure when really at the end of the day, it's like, I I think it's a Glennon Doyle quote, but it's like, you don't get closure. You decide it's closed. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, and I think there's way more harm done than good if you set up a meeting to discuss your breakup with your ex. It's like, if the breakup has actually happened, like they said, I don't want to be with you, that's the closure. And then everything else that you want to feel is up to you.
0: Right. Yeah, that's so true. That's the answer right there, is someone not wanting to be with you. And um, what do you think about... You know, I've I've heard from women. For me personally, when a breakup has happened and someone doesn't want to be with me, I'm good to never talk to them again. Like I don't really like it's like the rejection. It's just stung so much. So I'm like, you don't have to worry about hearing from me. However, I know that some women they want feedback. They want to hear, you know, what went wrong. They want to hear. It's almost like they treat it like it's a job interview and they like really wanted it and they want to know what went wrong. Do you, do you find that women share that with you? What are your thoughts on, you know, wanting to hear kind of why it didn't work out?
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I definitely get that a lot, but honestly, I find that most for the most part, like I ask them like, what's, I mean, so much of breakup recovery comes down to, I think motive um, and getting really honest with yourself. So I asked them like, like, what are you really seeking by having that conversation? And they're like, I want to get back together with them. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's very, I'd find it super rare that someone really, really wants that kind of feedback. And, you know, I did a podcast episode on, you know, what does it mean if someone doesn't give you closure? Like, there's a lot of different reasons. It could be that you're being protected from maybe hearing something hurtful. They maybe had this, like, perception that, would have been hurtful to hear. So you're being protected. Um, But I think most of the time, like sometimes people's feelings just change and there's not really a reason. Like I've been on both sides of that where I've been with someone and all of a sudden I just don't feel the same way about them anymore. So there's not really a reason. Um, And then sometimes like people, you know, a lot of times they just don't know the reason. So they're kind of mm-hmm. just dealing with it as best as they can. And then, you know, especially with men, they're not as great as communi- at communicating their emotions. So they might not be able to voice that. So there's so many different reasons why you don't get the exact determining factor as what led to the breakup. And that's okay. And a lot of this just has to come with acceptance of someday I'll know why this relationship ended or I will be okay with this and I can
0: accept this as it is. Yes. So good. Do you have any, you know, speaking of that, that just reminded me, do you have any like affirmations that you fall back on or affirmations that really supported you on your healing journey to, you know, attracting your husband and really getting yourself back out there and picking yourself back up after your breakups? Yeah. I
1: mean, I think the biggest one, and it's so funny because it's one that my mom has been saying since I was a little kid, which is like everything is a blessing in disguise, like no matter what it is and everything that I've gone through, like she would always say that to me. And, you know, a lot of times she'd say that to me in a place where that was the last thing I wanted to hear. So I recognize when I say that, like that's not necessarily what you want to hear when you're in the depths of it, but it's so true. And that's one that I honestly think that's like the biggest thing I've always held on to is like someday I will feel so grateful for everything that happened. And I will have either gained a lesson or a gift out of it. And I always tell people like, please just keep that in the, in the back of your head. And then the other one is like, this too shall pass. Like this is going to pass no matter what, like this is going to pass. You're not, you're not going to feel like this forever. Like Mm -hmm. everything, you know, everything passes good and bad. Um, and so just like those kinds of reminders of remembering, I will feel good about this one day. I'm not going to feel this way forever. Like, feelings aren't going to kill us is another one. Um wow. so just kind of remembering just remembering that it's temporary. And yes. even though it, like it feels like when you're in it and I know that like when you're curled up in a ball balling on the floor, which I've you know I think all women have been there it's like many times. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Floors are always the best place to cry for whatever reason, but <laughs> you feel like you're like I'm never not going to feel this way. But right. I just always remind people like yes you're not you're not going to feel this way forever. It's temporary.
0: Yeah. All temporary. Uh, this has been so helpful, so inspiring. And I know that on top of all the value that you share on your Instagram handle, which is at your breakup bestie, it will be linked in the show notes that you know you you give women an opportunity to really expedite and speed up their healing process beyond you know all the amazing content that you post and share with your audience so can you share with us what what that looks like for the woman who's really ready to heal
1: yeah and i mean this goes back to you know my story of what i wanted at one point like i wanted someone to say like step by step this is what you can do to heal your breakup. And I always say like, there's no substitute for time. Like time needs to pass. Like I can't give you the answer to feel better next week. Um, but there are definitely things that you can do, like you said, to expedite that healing process and to make sure that it's something that when you're able to let go, like you've let it go. So I have my course, heal your breakup, which I put together exactly, you know, the step-by-step how I went through my breakup. And I always tell people like the thousands of dollars I spent on, you know, traveling and therapy and all this stuff, like I, and what worked and what didn't work. Like I put it all together in, in one course. So it really walks women through like from right after the breakup, like, how do you protect your heart? How do you detox your ex from your life? How do you, and then we really dig into the feelings. So nothing, you know, no stone goes unturned. So you can actually like feel the feelings and let them go. And then what is it going to look like moving forward after your breakup?
0: Yes, that's so incredible. And people can just when they go to at your breakup, bestie, you have it right. Yeah, just in your bio, right, so they can yes. find it and grab it. So yes, amazing. absolutely, ah, oh, awesome, awesome. So, hey, we can find you on Instagram. Anywhere else that you like to hang out? Um, well, I have my podcast that comes out every week, Heal Your Heartbreak.
1: So that is available anywhere you listen to podcasts. So I put out a new topic every week.
0: Oh my gosh. So incredible. Everyone, make sure you go subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And thank you so much, Kendra. This was so amazing. So many women needed to hear this message today. And I'm so grateful that you took some time to connect with the mindful babes and really support them in healing their heart. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I love – anytime we talk, I love it. And, yeah. you know, so thank you for having me. You too. Yay.
0: Thank you for tuning in to the Mindful Babes podcast. I hope you loved today's episode and got some takeaways from the message shared today. If anyone in your life would benefit from hearing this episode, please be generous and share it with them on your story. Tag me on Instagram at the Mindful Babe. And if you're feeling extra generous, please leave a review on the iTunes store. Your reviews are what keeps this podcast going, and I appreciate you so very much. Have an incredible day, babe.